All right, welcome today. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher coming to you live with Yes and Amen Youth Church. And we have Derek and Iyani. They will be joining us. God bless you all today. Sit back and enjoy the music while we get ready.
Lord, thank you for getting us through another day and protecting us while we were on the road. And Lord, we want to thank you for all that you've given us. And we appreciate all that you will do for us. And Lord, we love you. We appreciate everything that you've done for us in the past and everything that you will do for us in the future. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so we're getting started. And it says here, since we are going to launch into a series today on the book of Philippians. So we're gonna go through Philippians, which is a, a great book. The bottom line is that Christ is worth it. Today we will discuss why we would live and die for Jesus. To start, we are going to look at a verse. I want to challenge all of you to memorize this verse. To me, to live is Christ. To die is gain. All right, so that's gonna be one of your memory verses and it's really easy. All right, so we will run across this verse later few times in this lesson. Uh, so, but I want to try to memorize it right now, but I already said it in the beginning format. So before we try to memorize it, we may guess. Guess is versus down then Paul. So let's fill in the blanks. Okay, so fill in the blanks, Johnny. To live is in Christ, and to die is in gain. And to die is gain. Okay, you go there. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. Okay, to live is Christ. I think it says, or to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So, Yanni, what do you think that means in your own words? I think it means to live is in Christ and to die is in gain. Okay. All right, Derek, what about you? Living is Christ. I think that part stands for, say, living in Christ, like going to church and stuff, praying to him, and then to die is gain. Like you gain, you gain knowledge of what God has done through the years. And, for like millions, okay, thousands through millions okay. or billions of years That's another passed on. So we can really see how much he's done for us in the process. So mm -hmm. yeah. 
Okay. Okay, there are reasons. The volunteers say, but Paul phrases it differently. He says, the man is Christ, and to die is gain. However, before we talk about what that really means, we need to go back a little bit, get some background information. Okay. This is Philippians 1, 1 through 14. All right, so Yanni, we'll have you start. So we, verses 1 through 7, and then Derek will Can you see that? Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus, Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of the Christ Jesus. It, it is right for me to, fe to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the, the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Jesus Christ. All right, read nine. And this is my prayer that you that your love may not may abound abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern, discern discern what is best and may be pure and bless and blameless for the day of Christ okay I'll do the rest filled with the fruit of righteousness it comes through others Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened actually to advance the gospel. 
as a result, it is become clear throughout the whole Palestine and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and bear all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So Paul says he's a prisoner for Christ. He's in bounds, he's in chains for Christ. And everyone knows that. So who wrote this letter? Anyone? Paul. Okay, Paul. Okay, okay. From where is the author writing? Uh, in jail. In jail. Okay, let's see. Um, he's in jail, he's in prison. Good. Okay, what clues in the scripture point to his location? The chains. The chains, okay. All right. The chains. Okay, so what do you think it would be like to be in prison? Yeah. It would be dark. It would be dark. It would be filthy. Okay. It would stink. It would stink. Okay. All right. What about you, Nani? It might be, uh, some of the things might be, uh, Say what now? Crafty. Say what now? Some of the things might be rusty, like the toilets might not work. Okay. And it might be old. Mm-hmm. And dark and scary. Oh, the toilets might not work. It might be dark and scary. And there's also going to be a courtyard. And a courtyard, okay. Where people can play. So what do the authors say about their circumstance? They present state that condition. Well, uh, if you see in verse 12 and 14, it says... Okay, let's see what... 12 and 14. 12 and 14. Now, even though brothers and sisters, what does serve to advance the gospel? I don't know that I disappear throughout the whole palace guard and everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of my brothers and sisters. Have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Okay. Okay, so being a jealous, something we associate with pride. Have a ball is in change for change for what? Preaching the gospel. So he's sharing the good news of the gospel. So it's attitude. It's not cynical or. 
right? Rather, he celebrates that some people have heard the word of God as a result, and that others become stronger. So this sets the stage for what is about, what we're about to read as we settle in on this one unmistakable truth. Death is a temporary inconvenience when resurrection is your final hope. Okay. So I want you to read the first three, Yanni, and then Derek, read the last three. One, two, three. One, two, three. And then I'll read that. I'll read the one. I'll tell you what, I'll read the intro, then you read three, and then Derek read three. Okay. So this is Philippians 1 20 through 26. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life. Okay, who's next? I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have suffered. Will have sufficient sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether my life or by death. For for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, then will meet this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. Okay, I do not know. Wait on one more. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will mean, I will mean, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that though my be being with you again, your boost is Christ Jesus will bond and account of me. Okay, so 26 says, through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. All right, so what is Paul's stated hope according to verse 20? 
Yanni. What is Paul's stated hope? Paul's stated hope is that he hopes that uh, that he in no way be ashamed, but will be sufficient. Well, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. Okay. Whether by life or death. Whether by life or by death. Okay. Derek, how could Christ be exalted through Paul's life? Exalted means to lift up or to further encourage or further exist. By, a, by his words in the Bible? By reading the Bible. Mm. How could Christ be exalted through Paul's life? Okay, by reading the Bible. Okay, through, what about sharing? Through his um, scriptures. sharing the Bible with others? Yes, that is it as well. Okay. Just basically sharing the word. Okay, so through preaching and ministry. All right, so verse 20 here says that Christ will be exalted by life and by death. Okay, Yanni, how could Christ be exalted through Paul's death? It says, I'm going to go on living in the body. This will mean fruitful labor for me, yet what shall I choose? Do not know. Okay. Through his bold, unflinching faith. Okay, Derek, number four. Read that question. Paul says to live is to is Christ, and to die is is game. What do you think he means by that? As I said before, to live in Christ, as in reading the Bible, going to church, praying both morning and day and night, basically being in the word, putting, putting your trust and faith in others. Okay. And then die is to gain. When you die, you learned knowledge of God and Jesus Christ and the, I want to say heroes that they chose, okay. like Noah, Paul, David, and many more. Okay. They chose those people and we got to learn about how they I guess you could say helped save the world from in the past, like one. One thousand years ago. Okay. So it's right here. So Paul can benefit the kingdom with the way he lives, with the way that he lives. He will benefit greatly through death because he could 
be with time. Okay, what's that? Okay. So Paul is torn between two circumstances. One is life, the other one is death. However, continued life would bring about greater fruit for the kingdom. Okay. What does Paul say? Verse 23. Okay, I can hear that. I'll do that. Verse 23, Johnny. And verse 23, he says, I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. Okay. Derek? What does Paul say is more necessary for the church? Go back up to 24. Yeah. It's in 24. Okay, let's see what 24 says. It says, but it is what? More necessary. Yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, what is Paul's, what is Paul's statement? But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. The body. But it is more necessary for you to remain in the body? Okay. What is our, what is so amazing about this passage? This is not a hypothetical question. Paul is in a real life or death situation. At any moment, he could be judged and sentenced to death. However, death is not, does not scare him. And life takes on added importance. Paul is not scared of dying because of what? Death is temporary inconvenience. When resurrection is the final hope, final slate. Okay, let's make this real. Let's see what's going on here. Let's talk about this. Making it real. So life of the believer should be what? Lived as an urgency, right? So that urgency is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. With the world? With the world, with friends. With family, actually. Friends and family. Yes. So most of us do not look at things the way Paul does or did, right? He would rather die than live. 
interested, saying that being with Christ is far better. Most people, even believers, fear death at some level, hoping to live as long as possible. Ultimately, we will have to go back to the dust and go back. As far as his life goes, Paul is primarily interested in the good of others and the good of the kingdom. Most people, even believers, are interested in how much fun they can squeeze into this life. It is not that we aren't living urgently. We do. We do that. So how many of you heard of a bucket list? All right, I know what a bucket list is. Do you know what a bucket list is? Yes. Bucket list is? Okay, it's a list that people make of things that they want to do before they die. Super interesting. Do you have a bucket list? No. No. Okay, you guys are young. So take some time. A lot of the students write their own bucket list. Okay, we, we won't worry about it. But you can make a list of things that you desire to do in life. That's always good. There is nothing worse. There's nothing wrong with living and having dreams and hopes. However, I want to inspire you to live like Paul and put one single thing on top of your list. What do you think that thing is, that one single thing to exalt Jesus Christ in your life? Lift him up. Higher, lift him up. Above the earth, above the moon, above the stars, lift him up. Jesus, lift him higher. That's his temporary inconvenience. The resurrection is your final hope. The way Paul looks at death is even more inspiring. And I want to finish by talking about the scripture here. So we have here, and we already read this already. So I'll go ahead and read it through. It says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between two. I desire to part and to be with Christ which is better by far, but it is necessary 
for you that I remain in the body. Why do you think it's necessary for him to remain in the body at this time? So he can tell the stories. Right. So he could teach others about Christ so that he could be there to help support. All right. So convinced of this, I know that I will remain. I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith so that through my being with you, you gain your boasting and excitement will abound on account of me so that through my being with you again, your boasting and advice will abound on account of me. So he's saying he's a great cheerleader, right? He's a good person to be in the presence, in your presence, and to support and lift up and exalt the name of Christ. So at what point in this passage does it seem that Paul is scared of death? Mm. What do you think? Let's go back up. I guess you could say like 23 or... Okay, which is I'm torn between the two. Okay. Okay, at any point of this passage, does it seem as if Paul fears what will happen after his death? What do you think, Yanni? Mm, I don't think he fears what will happen, so no. Okay. So do you think, Derek, it is fair that Paul is facing death? Why or why not? Uh-huh. Is it fair or not fair? Why or why not? Wait, is facing or he's like, like when he gets old and dies or it's just automatically going to get killed? In this case, he's in prison for teaching the gospel. So he's just going to be killed? Ultimately. Uh, he is going to be executed. Okay, then no. Okay. I want us to know because everyone needs to learn the word of God and what, and everyone needs to learn what he did for this earth and why we're all here. He doesn't deserve to die. He, he deserves to live so he can teach the people that do not know much about God, God because he is Alpha and Omega. Why is Paul facing death? Because he's in prison for teaching people about the word of God. Okay. Yeah, preaching in gospel. Do you think Paul is ready to die as he writes these words? Sort of. 
if he goes up, he'll be able to teach. If he goes up into heaven, he's going to be teaching classes and stuff. But if he stays down here, he can have more of an advantage teaching people who don't really know or believe in God about God. So. Because then he can be up there with God and. I don't think he would be ready. He would be ready to go up, but I think he should. He could have stayed down, so he could teach more people about the word of God, so that his like little quest or mission could be complete finally. Okay. And he can rest in peace. Okay. So that is not the end. Let's see, did I skip something? In our culture, what are some ways to die that is considered noble? Okay. Derek, do you think dying for your faith is a noble cause? Yes. Yes, okay. If dying for your faith is noble and dying as a believer means being with Christ. Why do you think some believers are afraid of death? Because they want to live on the earth. They're okay. afraid like what will happen. Okay. How it will happen. Yeah, I think so. Let's see what we have here. Sure, there may be many reasons, but the main reason is that we value our lives more highly than we should. Uh-oh. So death is not the end of our lives. It is the midpoint that is mourned on this side of eternity, but one that marks the beginning of even greater things. Paul believed this. This is why his attitude is not affected by his circumstances. Rather, he believed that death is a temporary inconvenience when resurrection is your final hope. Amen, glory to God. This is a great lesson on today. All right, I'm going to pray us out. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. We thank you that for Paul, he sacrificed everything. And not only did he sacrifice everything, he sacrificed his life. He wrote, he taught, he traveled. And we thank you. God teaches how we can be more effective with your gospel and with sharing in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father. Amen. All right. Thank you very much for sharing your time with us all today. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher. And Derek Fletcher and Yanni with Yes and Amen 
Youth Church. Thank you very much for joining us. God bless you all today. So when you worry about today or tomorrow and the storms that they might bring, try to remember that you're in the hands of the God who made every single thing. Now just remember, you're not a bird and you're not a flower. You don't have petals or wings. There's good news because you're worth so much more. <laughs>